All right. Hello, everybody. Paulette Reesdeny here with Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. Thanks for joining us again today for another exciting episode. Woo! I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited to introduce you to this woman who is just like, she is the bomb, man. She is fire on top of fire. <laughs> I don't know. Can you be more fiery than me? Woo! <laughs> so this is my dear friend, Dana Corey, who was actually my first coach years ago. And... Um, really inspired me a lot to get my ass in gear and get get a lot of things moving and shaking, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not that you needed a lot of help to move and shake. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get rid of this tune here. Because we all, you know, grooving and shaking. So Dana, how are you, darling? I'm great. I'm great. I've been like, sitting inside, watching the clouds roll by in my office, and, you know, it's really nice those days where I just get to be quietly in my office, and the weather, when the weather is magical outside, whether it's sunny or, you know, stormy, it's always a good day. Yeah, it's good. It's a good day to stay inside, because otherwise I'd want to be outside. <laughs> <laughs> so, when days like this is when I get shit done, right? Right. <laughs> It's cold to go out there. It's kind of fun to watch the clouds, but it's way too cold to go out there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we we got we got winter upon us here in Portland. So Dana's in Portland too with me, and that's where I met her. Another um, friend that I met through that beautiful group called Moxie Women with Moxie, a uh, group of women entrepreneurs um, who you've many of you have met several women that I've interviewed um, from Moxie before. And so I've got, finally got Dana here with us today. And so, Dana, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, my God. There's, I always, I, that question is so open-ended, right? Tell us about yourself. Okay. <laughs> well, let's start with business, shall we? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm a business strategist. Uh, I've been coaching for about 30 years. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. It's really crazy. Somebody said to me just recently, my birthday's in February, and they're like, oh, your birthday's coming. And I had to think for a minute. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's crazy how long I've been coaching. Um, but I haven't always used coaching and strategy as a way, like the main part of my business. I've used it until the last five years as a tool in businesses to support so the people that I was in business with, to support myself. Uh, to grow businesses, but for the last five years, it's been my primary mode of making money. Mm -hmm. I'm hustling. And uh, I have to say that it is being a business strategist and being an advisor and being trusted by business owners like you to come in and really help them solve problems and make decisions and move their feet forward i can't i can't tell you how honored i am to to be somebody who's asked into people's lives in that way that's beautiful and there is a good reason for that because <laughs> you're really good at what you do and you do i mean you have 
you know, in my experience, and also just because I know you, you have lots of um, heart and soul and wisdom, but also kick-ass advice to give, right? And that's really important as a coach and as a strategist and to work with people on all those calibers, right? Because we're not just talking small businesses. You've worked with some large businesses. You work with people all over the globe. And um, so, so what, what feeds your heart about, about doing that work? Um, honestly, I, I love business. I, I came from an entrepreneurial family. My dad was an entrepreneur. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. You know, I'm a Jew. There's a long history of <laughs> settle, right? <laughs> Uh, but for me, the thing about business that I find the thing that really lights me up is when people get that as much as they love their businesses, that business is a part of a full rounded life. Mm. Um, and so when I work with a client who comes to me at first and they're overwhelmed and they're working 24 7 and they've got a list of things to do that's a mile long and they don't know where to start to get to where they actually want to go mm -hmm. that first time when they take a deep breath and realize that they things are in motion and that they actually have more time than they've ever had before to do the things they love with the people that matter the most and all of a sudden they fall back in love with their business mm -hmm. Their life too, but you can, like, they remember why they did it in the first place. Right. Right. Absolutely. They remember, like, oh yeah, this is why I chose to do this. I love this. Mm -hmm. um, and I can identify with that, <laughs> as I, as I'm sure almost all business owners can. Me too. Right. Me too. Yeah. So it's, it's easy to fall into overwhelm sometimes, and especially as a solopreneur, uh, to not have anyone else to help you or, you know, maybe you have a VA or an assistant, but it's still different. Um, it's easy to get blindsided by the work and instead of the joy of the work, right? Yeah, right. And, and blindsided, oftentimes what blindsided looks like is the it's being paralyzed, not being able to put a foot forward because there's so many, it feels like there's so many decisions to make and so many problems and so <laughs> much that everybody is throwing at you all at the same time. And if you are a solopreneur, you know, and oftentimes I work with people who are solopreneurs, I have learned to tell people, that just because you own a business and you don't have employees does not mean that you have to work by yourself. That's true. Very true. Right. And like I, I own a business. I have no employees but me, but I have a whole team of people that are my team. Mm -hmm. And whenever I'm going to do anything, whenever I make a decision, you know, everybody is involved in that decision because we're in it together. Nice. And so just because they're, I don't send them a paycheck, you know, I, they still, they are as invested in my business as I am. Well, and because why? Because you also, I mean, it goes both ways. Yes. Right. 
it's like a mastermind group or having mentors or having coaches, which, you know, I, I've always recommend everyone to get at least one coach, if not more, (laughs) you know, it's really good (laughs) Uh, because it's, you don't have to do it alone. No, right. You don't have to do it alone. And I actually have people like, um, I have a, a, I call her my brand protectoress. Ah, very good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't publish anything anywhere without passing it through her eyes first. Like she has to actually say it's okay because she worked really hard to help me create a brand that is me. Mm. She wants to make sure that, you know, all that money and time that we spent to create it. And, you know, you think that it, it wouldn't be that hard to have yourself, have you look like yourself out there in the world, but it can be pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, she wants to make sure that I'm, congruent and that I'm being authentic because my brand is all about being transparent mm-hmm. and she'll say yeah you can't put that out there because that's not that's the, you're pretending to be somebody you're not mm, yeah right? well, that doesn't reflect you it's, it's kind of easy to fall into that especially if you start paying attention to what other people are doing it's like oh maybe I should do it that way or maybe I should do it that way or maybe I should say it this way and it's like whoa wait a minute Right, comparison, right? Yeah. Right, comparing yourself to others. Um, I think oftentimes I I have a a mentor. She said something really interesting. She's she's totally into analyzing people, Mm -hmm. right? I'm all into numerology and all the human design and all this other stuff. And so she spent a lot of time analyzing me because she analyzes everybody. thing about you that you have to really get is that you're a yes to life you're a yes to people you're a yes to life and you say yes because you really mean yes but you're mutable like you it takes you a while to figure out what you really think or whether you really want to do it so you'll say yes but the real answer will come tomorrow or the next day after you've slept on it and you'll wake up and you'll be like hmm yeah maybe not I think I'm going to have to go back to this person and re have this conversation again, or, or you'll take on somebody else's stuff because it looks so shiny and right. And like, it looks fun. Right. And yeah, you're yeah, like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. But it takes you a little while to go from yes to, Oh wait, is that really me? Well, and that's, that's funny that you bring that up because in my Facebook live the other day, we talked a lot about second guessing ourselves. And not listening to our intuition. And when you when you pull out that first thing, which is usually the right thing, you know, you pull out that first decision or that first, even like if you were taking a test, that first answer. And it's like, oh, well, maybe not, or maybe I should do it this way, or because she does it this way, or I should say it this way. And then you start second guessing yourself and triple guessing yourself. And it's like, okay, wait, whoa, step back. Take it's a so break. funny because I'm the other way around, Paulette. You what? I'm usually the other way around. You are? I so, am. Like my first reaction usually is not the right reaction. Oh, interesting. My first reaction is yes. And, and sometimes yes is not the right answer. So I would say that's a matter of not saying anything right away. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm getting better at, like, right. I'll get back to you. 
or <laughs> let, me, let me sleep on that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, feel what because, feels really good to you. Right, exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. So, yeah, anyway. We all have our, our methods, and it's learning our own methods too, right? Right. And it works if, for you're, us. If, you're, if you're a, a business owner who is growing and who is always looking for being the best version of yourself so that your business can grow into being the best version of itself, right? Then you're always growing and you're always learning about yourself. And so this, this thing about like saying yes, right? And not always meaning yes, mm. or saying yes and meaning yes fully in the, in the moment, but realizing <laughs> later that, oh wait, that's not actually what I meant. Is some is the thing that I'm learning about myself right now. But I've done a ton of work on myself, and I know that if if I ever stop working on myself, that'll be the day that you know they put me in a pine box. Right. Absolutely. I agree completely. I love and I love that. I love studying. I love reading. I love learning. I love listening. I love you know hearing other people's stories, and I I mean that's fascinating. It's just it's intriguing. It's part of life, right? right. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. So what, how about what's been hard? What's been some of the obstacles that you've had to cross to get where you are now to be so successful as you are now? And then we need to talk about nourish. <laughs> nourish. <laughs> um, I think the hardest obstacle for me has been, um, no, how do I, I don't even know how to really say this well, but escaping the historical genetic destiny or practices that I grew up with in my family of origin mm -hmm. and not just my direct family, but ancestrally going back forever. Wow. The, the money stories, the success stories, the what does it mean about who I am stories. What, those, those are the threads that have been the hardest lessons hmm. and the places for me where I've had to really examine is this really me or is this just a rut or a, a, a track that I've been on that I, that I didn't choose? And so the results of things like that are, you know, um, money issues that like the, I always call it the roller coaster, living the roller coaster. Well, the roller coaster is a life that my dad had, that his father had. Like it's inbred in the DNA of my family. And so I can choose, I can just let it be and do what they did, or I can be conscious and create something different for myself that works for me. Mm -hmm. like that's been the biggest obstacle, honestly. That's probably the most transparent I've been ever. Wow. In a public way. I yeah. love that. And that's, that's beautiful though. That's, you know, to identify and acknowledge 
and also I think it's important for all of us to be um, connected with our past, you know, and whether it's, it's, you know, dad or whatever, or it's goes further back than that to, to be conscious of where we've come from and what, what we've come from and how we're here. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, there's so many different levels of it. Right. I mean, I'm, going to be 58 in February. That's crazy. Uh, so there's been a lot of years and I've been doing personal development since I was 23. Like conscious, work at it, personal, internal development. But that just means you're connected with life. Absolutely. Consciously connected. But don't you know people who, I mean, we all know people who are, who don't do personal development. Yeah who just walk through life as it comes and they're kind of at the whim of whatever circumstances hits them in the face and you know they make do with whatever that is and there's nothing wrong with that it's just not the life that I chose for me right and so in the process of this ongoing digging deeper and pulling things out and examining and choosing what I'm going to keep and where I need to shift in order to get to where I want to be it's been a, a lot of years of that. And the, the thread for, that, that binds the whole thing is that I keep coming back to is this, thre this thread that binds me to generations and generations and generations of people who went before. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I can feel that. Is that cool? <laughs> I can feel that in my body. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. I'm going to have to yeah. chew on that one for a while. Yeah. You know, sometimes people, when they, when I, I get, I love, this is the conversation that I really love, right? The, the surface, like, oh yeah, these are the things that are going on in business. And this is what I do for a living. And this is how I can help you. Like, you know, there's, a, I guess there's a time and place for all of that. But what I think is really juicy is when I can really dig deep with somebody and say, okay, so this is what really life is made of. This is what my life is really made of. I, I have always thought, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 27. I promised myself I would never work for anybody else, and I haven't. I will say I've had moments when I thought, oh, my God. Did I apply for a job? Like, I just want a vacation from being a business owner. Can I just go and, I like, totally hear that. get a job? <laughs> right? I actually had one of those moments this week when there was this guy who has a business that he could hire me to do exactly what I already do, and I would just go to work. Right? I wouldn't have to hustle. I could just go to work. But anyway, so, so oh, shoot. I lost the thread of what I was saying. About being an entrepreneur, not working for anybody else. Yeah, so I haven't worked for anybody ever. And I've, I've always thought of it as having made a conscious choice to use owning a business as a tool for professional development. Rather than owning a business to make lots of money, which, don't get me wrong, money is good and I like to make lots of it. And, you know, I'll, I, that's part of... Part of the journey and the personal development is dealing with the success and making money, right? I mean, so well, that's, that's a whole other conversation. 
<laughs> I love talking about money with people. <laughs> <laughs> right? I love money. I like money a lot. But that it's a, it was a, a choice to live a certain way and to use this particular journey as a tool to, to become the best me that I could become and to have the best life that I could have. Yeah. And you are designing your life exactly how you want it to be because you have the desire, but you also have the opportunity. Yeah. And I have the tools and sometimes it's not easy, right? So sometimes I get really stuck just like the way my clients are stuck to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. I'm human too. I have the same weird wiring that everybody else has. And so sometimes <laughs> thing that I've, I've realized from the time in my 20s to now is that the step times are much shorter. Mm. Like I have so many more tools at my disposal. Sure. I can see when I'm stuck much quicker than I used to be able to see it. Mm -hmm. I can reach out for help much earlier and I'm no longer embarrassed to ask for help. That's big. That's freaking huge. That is when I need help, huge. I ask for help. Some people are so afraid of that. I used to be afraid of that. I was like, I can do it all myself. It's all about me. Nobody can help me. I, ha I have to do it myself because no one will understand what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, and there's an element of pride there, right? Like, we would rather look good. Wow, wait, sun just came out in Portland. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna white out here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that yellow orb that's called the sun paulette <laughs> is that what that is i gotta pull the shade so you can see me hold on no this one good that's my butt <laughs> and a very sweet butt it is okay girl is that better there that's better woo yeah, that's wow better. okay there thank you for the interlude <laughs> So yeah, so I was going to say just a little quick story um, about that too, because, you know, I've been working for myself, well, most of my adult life with a few like part-time jobs thrown in here and there. And there's been times when I was like, I just want to freaking go work at Starbucks. I just, you know, right. Just somebody just tell me what the hell to do. <laughs> but, but, but so what do I do? I open up a freaking cafe. <laughs> So here, I'll work for myself and I'll pull coffee for people. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. You just don't go small. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. And I loved it. It was great. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it takes a certain person to be able to do what you do and what I do. And I mean, and, and you know, everybody's necessary. Everybody has to have this job or that job or do this for yourself or do that. I, I totally believe that. I mean, it's a big circle and it takes the world to make it happen. You know, yep. we, it's, it takes the village. It takes the community. Everybody has a place and everybody has the right to be proud of being in that place. Yeah. You know, my husband is, uh, uh, he's an employee and the, so the yeah. He was unemployed for 15 months. So we've been together for 16 and a half years. And for 15 months of that, he was unemployed. 
And during that time, you know, I'm a, like, I am such a business owner. Like, it was really hard for me to grok that people don't want to be a business owner. So for 15 months, I talked to him about, you know, well, what could you do? And he looked at me like I had four heads. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't want to be a business owner. Right, exactly. I want to have, have a job. That's what I want. I have a career and I want to have a job. And my sister's the same way. She's a lawyer. Yeah, and right. she's worked in the public defender's office in Philadelphia now for almost 20 years. She's a, ch a child advocacy lawyer. She's, the second, she's not the head, but she's the second head of the department in Philadelphia. And, you know, she has never wanted to hang her own shingle. She has never wanted to do that. She wants to go to work. And she wants to do her job. And then she wants to go home. Right. Exactly. And, um, yeah, we're just built two different ways. And we need all of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you imagine if everybody was like you and me? <laughs> Yeah, oh my God, we'd have a crazy world. <laughs> First of all, we'd we blow would be up. doing everything on our own. <laughs> there would be nobody to be employed. There would nobody to be helping us. Yeah. Everybody would have a vision. No, right? I, think, I think it's great. It's so, um, and people really, I think this, the saddest part about that is what I see is that there's a, so many people who don't take pride in having that job. No. Yeah. Well, a lot of people end up doing jobs that they don't really like. And, um, you know, there's help for that too, right? There's people who specifically people who coach people to find jobs that they really love. Yeah. Um, but you know, some people just don't have the resources. I mean, that's just really the truth. Yeah. It's a luxury to be able to find a job that you love because when you have to put food on the table and you have to get paid, like you just do you have to do. Yeah. To do but, but I also think um, that a lot of that is how you perceive it yourself. So it's, it's a mindset. Yes. And I, I agree. I believe that you can also change that. Yeah. You know, so maybe you're taught, you're, you're brought up thinking that being a garbage man is a horrible job. Well, some people might think it's a great job. Well, let me just tell you that being a sanitation worker, like I'm from New York City, right? Yeah. Sanitation workers are some of the best paid city employees. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right? And um, so, yeah, that's not, not a terrible job. Yeah. It is a job. So, so it's a mindset. I mean, it's yeah. really how you, if, how much pride can you take in the work that you do? Yep. In any job, whether you're an entrepreneur or whatever, if you don't take pride in what you spend your time doing, then it's going to eat at you. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. So, um, wow, this is so good. I know, I know that we could talk for hours, Dana. I know, right? <laughs> you're like, hey, you guys, just come join us. Have like, a cup of coffee, a cup of tea. If it gets late enough, I'll pour you a glass of wine and let's continue the conversation. So um, the two more questions I want to ask you. What I want to talk to you about is how you take care of yourself so that you can do the work you do. And then what's, what's coming up for you, like your nourish stuff. Um, 
Well, you know, the self-care one, my husband would tell you is the, my, the bane of my existence. Mm. I, I'm really good at taking care of other people or making sure that they take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. I am less good about taking care of me. Um, and taking care of me is really different than doing the things that I want to do because mm -hmm. I do do the things I want to do, right? I work when I want to work. I, I make sure that I don't work on the weekends. I take vacations. I, you know, eat good. I eat food that tastes really good. I drink the wine I want to drink. I spend time with the people I want to spend time with. And for some people that would be like, oh, well, you're taking really good care of yourself. But let's be really honest. I don't take, you know, I don't take vitamins. Taking my medication on a regular basis. I'm not the best patient of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a ton of things that I could do and my husband thinks I should do to take care of my health that I don't that I don't do because I don't want to be bothered, mm -hmm. right? Um, things like if, if I did acupuncture every single week, I'd probably feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. If I actually ate only the food that I should be eating and not all the food that I shouldn't be eating, also, again, I would feel better, let alone look better, but I would feel better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just like the money the roller coaster of the money. I'm on a roller coaster of health too. Mm -hmm. There are times when I'm really good and sometimes when I'm really bad. Mm -hmm. And how how do you feel about all that? You know, I used to beat myself up a lot more about it. Mm -hmm. And um, beating myself up or beating ourselves up doesn't change anything. Right. It doesn't make anything better. It makes you feel more shitty. It makes me more feel shitty. More shitty. <laughs> that's, that's, exactly. Shittier. Shittier. <laughs> Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> you can be my editor now. <laughs> I want to be more shitty. <laughs> I'll never forget the day that I wrote in something a post that a friend of mine saw in Israel that said, That's more funner. <laughs> she was like, That is not. myself about it as much as, as I can mm -hmm. uh, and I you know try to make the spurts of when I'm taking care of myself last longer mm -hmm. and my guidepost God if he watches this he'll 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 um, he may change what he's doing but my guidepost is really my husband so if I'm not taking care of myself to the point where he's really worried and it's affecting his stress level, I know that I've gone too far. Interesting. Uh, because that's the last thing I want to do is affect his fear and his, you know, I don't want to feed into his fear and stress points and all that because that's not taking care of him, right? So he's my barometer. He doesn't know that. But now he watches this, he will. <laughs> but I watch him because if he's really worried about me, then I know I've really gone off the deep end. Um, and if he's just nagging at me because really I could be doing better, 
then I tend not to move quite as quickly. Mm -hmm. Embarrassing, but there you, got, you go. You got the little rebellious Dana going on here. Oh, I'm so rebellious. I hate being told what to do. Why do you think I decided never to work for anybody else when I was 27? You just want to tell other people what to do. <laughs> I do. That's what, and that's the total truth. And we have, that's our joke at home. He's like, you are, you just love telling people what to do. That's why you do what you do for work. Yeah. That's yeah. Good at what you do. Yeah. True. So, you know, we all, we can all um, do better taking care of ourselves, but it still is, you know, in, in my book, it's of the utmost importance for me to, to feel the best that I can feel to do the work that I do, but also to live the life I want to live. Yeah. So, but no beating yourself up. You're right. That's just, that's, that doesn't do anybody any good. You know? Well, you know, I have to say you're one of my role models when it comes to taking care of yourself. Aww. Um, because really you, you couldn't dance the way you dance. You could not do what you do if you didn't take care of yourself. That's very true. And I've it, been on that. Um, it's so yeah, so clear because you've got so much energy and you're vivacious and you know and you like you're going to dance yourself forever. <laughs> I sure hope so. Awesome. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, but you know, I really I. Oh, that's a whole nother conversation. That'll be interview number two. <laughs> but tell me, okay, so what's what's going on for you? What's next? Uh, well, I aside from being a business strategist, I my I <laughs> ever since I can remember, I've known that my life has been about relationships. So. The work that I do as a, in, in, as a strategist and in coaching and advising my clients comes from a place of the, the fundamental building block of, of businesses relationships. Without relationships, you don't have business. And everything in life is about relationships. I'm totally there with that. Yeah. Right? And, and one of the things that has become very trendy or that we've been talking about for the last 10 years is this whole concept of no like and trust and that we do business with people that we know like and trust like and trust mm -hmm. and i have come to believe that most of us give the whole idea of no like and trust lip service that in fact that that coming from that place is about a cell's depth and what it really covers up is give me the money. Mm. And it, so relationships, certainly around, uh, you know, my community is a community full of entrepreneurs. Almost everybody I know owns a business. Mm -hmm. And so many of those relationships feel shallow. People feel really disconnected from each other. People feel it's hard to celebrate success because you don't want to make people feel bad. It's the same way that people who have amazing love romantic relationships don't talk very much about how amazing their relationships are 
because it can make other people feel badly if they don't have great relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Like I learned that when Alan and I started getting together and we had this amazing relationship. But it's the same thing that's true about success in business is people don't want to share because it can make people feel bad. It, and it feels like bragging. On the other side, it can be really difficult to feel safe to share your struggles mm -hmm. because it can feel really depositioning. Mm -hmm. And if people will look at you a different way if you share that you're not perfect and you know you're not great at business all the time and things aren't awesome. The truth is, is when you when you experience success, there are different challenges and different problems that are brought by different levels of success. And if you don't have anywhere to share that with, you feel alone mm -hmm. and isolated. And um, so at the, the end of last year, I decided I was going to do something about it. So I started hosting monthly dinners. They're by invitation only. Uh, they're for women, business leaders, in, right now in the Portland community. Mm -hmm. And I pick five people and I invite them. They get a beautiful handmade invitation. And they show up to dinner and the dinner is catered and all of their food allergies and stuff is all handled so they don't have to worry about what's on their plate because it is tailored specifically to their needs and we have a curated conversation for possibility over a fabulous meal and we talk about all sorts of things and around that table we have been known to cry and laugh and giggle uncontrollably and have serious conversations about the state of the world and about ourselves. And we really just open ourselves up to each other. Mm -hmm. And these relationships are created that go far beyond those three hours we spend around the table. And we do talk a little bit about business, but mostly we're talking about other things. Mm -hmm. And uh, so now there's a, and they're called Nourish Dinner, a curated conversation for possibility. And there's now a tribe of women who are nourishers who have been nourished. And, and that's kind of where it started. And over the course of the year, people have wanted, people who have participated have wanted more. They've wanted more connection. And they've wanted uh, to get to know each other better. And so it's the idea of Nourish has grown into, we're, we're having a retreat in January, but it's actually, I'm creating a whole new business model and going to bringing it to life next year. And so I don't have all of the T's crossed and the I's dotted. So I, I don't want to say anything about how it's going to look because I actually am not 100% sure mm -hmm. how it's going to look, but there will are there are going to be conferences. People are people in a much grander scale are going to have an opportunity to belong to nourish cohorts mm -hmm. where relationship is first and business is second. Where they'll get to hang out <laughs> where the image that always comes to me is the image of the three musketeers being for each other, standing for each other. 
Mm -hmm. so that your success is as important to me as my success is. The same way that when, when and if you ever had a best friend, right, in high school or in elementary school, you were both up to different things, but their thing was as important to you as your thing was. Right. And that is what I'm up to creating. <coughs> and that is so beautiful. And having been a participant, um, it's so true. And I find that, of course, in my dance world, because the dance that we do is, is about that connection as well. And it doesn't matter who you are, what your background is, how old you are, how young you are, the size, shape, whatever. But it's, there's a different connection. And it's about being seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Being seen. Yeah, being heard. Yeah. And being connected and be part of something. Right? Yeah. And to go deep like that. Again, you know, casual conversation. I, I can barely have one. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm just fine, thanks. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. Tell me how your superpower is doing. <laughs> <laughs> and what the fuck is going on with you? You know, yeah, totally. that's what I want to know. Yeah. Do you so. think that, I think part of that too is with age. Although in Nourish, we have people, we have women who are in their late 20s all the way up to their late 60s. I think we might even have a nurturer who's 70. That's beautiful. Um, you know, I think, I, I mean, this is also a thing of age, but because we've, been around before computers <laughs> and before technology, before the internet connection, which is amazing and incredible and magical to be able to connect. And I mean, that's how I grew my business. Um, you know, how we all grow our businesses is over the internet and social media. But before then, we were forced, maybe forced isn't the right word, to go out and connect and to t call someone on the freaking telephone yep and not text somebody or not shoot a facebook message to somebody um so it's easier to connect on a superficial level but it's harder to connect on a deep on a deep, deep level on a being heard level and a being seen level like what you said it's so true and i think that the magic word really is belong hmm. we all desperately want to belong yeah. And sometimes belonging is just belonging to one other, right? Where you and, and another are a group and you both belong to that group. But sometimes belonging is bigger than that. And it's this sense that we are inherently connected and that we have value just our, in our presence. That we don't have to do anything or be any specific way. We just are loved because we are. Yeah. And that is, for me, that is the whole kernel of what's important in life. Mm. And that is what I'm up, up, up to doing next. Woo! I got goosebumps on that one. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, man, this is just juicy, juicy stuff. And I think that's a really good place to end this. Um, and... So our, our people out there watching, you know, what do you think about all that? What do you think about belonging? What do you think about that connection and what you need to, to get connected? What do you need in your life? What do you want in your life now that would get you more connected with someone or a group or some 
you know, something. Uh, and to, to live that fuller, more beautiful life, um, to step up into that bigger self, that bigger awareness, the consciousness of living and being and, and being in our, in our growing tribe or growing circle around the globe, um, which is just, you know, what a blessing, right. what a blessing to, yeah. to, um, to be connected and to, to share and to, um, I'm going to make myself cry now. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> oh, but it's, I mean, that is it. You're right. It's the kernel. That is what everything all about, but it's also about taking care of ourselves so we can do that work. So we can be in this life to find the pleasure that feeds us to experience life and to share it. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. Wow. So any, any last words of wisdom or advice for our people out there? Be kind to yourself. Hmm. Think, you know, that as in this day and age, there's, we do so much damage in our own heads to ourselves <laughs> before we even have, have, talk to or, or, or been around other people. Um, don't really work, try hard to stop whipping yourself. Even if you just do a little less every day and you, you know, if you put, if you can find a way to put yourself out there, you'll find that the view that you have of yourself is not the view that everybody else sees. Good. So yeah, true. so true. Yeah. yeah, I love talking to you. I love talking to you. <laughs> that was good. That was so good. I'm so excited about your vision and what you're building and what you do and how you change people. Thanks, Paulette. And uh, I mean, you you changed me. You know, you opened my eyes to another world, which I'm I love to death. Um, and um, you know, it's just living full on. Yeah. Right? Right. right. Yeah. So anyway, people out there watching, listening, I'm going to put on a few tunes here as we go, as we leave. I am Paulette Reesteny. I am your tribal hostess, your movement motivator, movement, momentum, and magic to bring the magic into your life, everyday magic, to step it up and live full on. That's what we're here for. And um, com. I will share all of Dana's info in our post um, so that you can also get connected with her. And Dana, I thank you so much. Thank you. For spending this time with me and with all of us and going, going deep. <laughs> and that was deep. That was good. And everybody out there, thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll see you next time.